So my ex and my parents were hanging out last week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Facebook does that thing, like, randomly. It shows shit from, like, eight years ago. Yes. And it just, like, Awkward. yeah, and it's, like, thanks. Thanks for showing me about that day that I had brunch with my uncle and my aunt and my cousin and my ex. I appreciate that, Facebook. <laughs> it's all good. That's funny you said that. I think I just got one of those the other day. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was just awkward. Yeah, like, yeah. That awkward moment when yeah. your parents want to hook up with your ex. No, yeah. no. What? That's really awkward. Wow. She took it to a whole new level. That, see, that would be really awkward. That would be super awkward. This one was just like a picture of me, my mom, and my ex. Yeah. And then you know, like, when it says, like, Facebook is like, eh, that's a memory. You know a bunch of people are seeing that right yeah. now. And everybody's like, ooh. Well, you have to share it before they see it, I, though, don't you? See, I've seen yours. And really? before you, without you sharing them. Yeah, wow. I see my mom. Because you have to have it in your settings turned off. What? Yeah. Damn. That's why it gives time. you the option to hide it. Yeah, If yeah, you yeah. want to. Well, I mean, the photo's up there. Yeah. So it's fine. I mean, it's not like it's a secret that I dated this person. Well, not anymore. <laughs> Tell you that. <laughs> Damn. It's okay. And over uh, 2,000 hours of audio, I'm pretty sure I bitched about her enough. Yes. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. You know what? Uh, we should probably start the show, though. Yes, let's do that. All right. Don't flush the toilet. You are now tuned in to the Crappy Awesome Podcast. Welcome to another only mildly awkward episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. We're your host, the Diego Brown Project. I am Mr. Arash, even though nobody calls me Mr. And with me is Kill Sire, even though we'll just call him Chris. There you go. You guys are smoking. You guys smoking cigarettes? I mean, I'm, I'm about to. I haven't smoked a cigarette in a minute. Yeah. Not. I kind of like, I, I miss that. Happening. I miss that. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, quit, I quit smoking like two years ago. So like it's times like this when I'm sitting down, I'm like, yo, this would be dope be cool, right, right now to have a cigarette. So yeah. do you think maybe that you've quit enough to be able to do that now? Like to be like, ah, I can smoke one. It's not a no. big deal anymore. It's no. too much of a mental like, it's just, it's next just, thing you know, you'll be smoking a pack a day every no, day. No, no, no. I, I just, I don't really desire it at all. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what, though? I don't know if I necessarily desire the nicotine anymore. Yeah, yeah. As much action. as the action. Something in your mouth. Right. Okay. No! <laughs> Shit went crazy. Yeah, that is true. This is not <laughs> what people expected. <laughs> it's, it's only a little bit what they expected. Uh, but make sure to go to platformcollection.com and check out all the amazing content that's on there. There's all kinds of music videos and essays and content and videos. And I'm just kind of moving words around at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while you're there, check out our sibling podcasts. There's Life on the Road with 60 East. Is that a car? Yeah, it was a car. Okay. It was on the road. It's like a Jetsons car. I tried it. Yeah. yeah. We're in the future, bro. Future. Really, though? Really, though. With Cookbook. Yeah. Orchestrated, hosted by the amazing Noah James and Lisa J. Yeah. Lisa J is killing it on Women's Ways. I yeah. want to get on that show so bad. Yeah. They have such great conversations. Do you keep asking and they're Ladies, like, no, please, bro. Go listen to that show, Stop. man. You guys are sleeping on that show. <laughs> they get into the topics. For sure. Yeah. Proof of Life Radio and Status Escalate, both hosted by Kali. Yeah. Also, make sure to check out Bars Weekly. That's on Dash Radio, also hosted by Kali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What doesn't he host at this point? He's just making the whole thing. You think he's here? He was crappy awesome. Hosted by Kali and Kali. Uh, The Ghetto Blaster podcast hosted by Ricochet. Yeah. Pretty fresh. Hosted by Muds One. Hosted by the good old Muds One. (laughs) Good old Muds One. Um, He always, uh, just even the last recording that we had, Muds is sitting there. 
like you get like random intervals when you look over at him. He's just kind of looking at you, and, like, and you're, you're just like, like, "Hmm, what is Mud thinking right now as he's looking at me?" I know he's thinking something. It's a big teddy bear, man. Yeah, he is. I'm just like, what? What is he dissecting in his head? Nothing. He's going, "I love Arash." And when he looks at you, <laughs> then he looks at me. I love Chris. That's why I think that's all that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. He's a love monster. Uh, the Two Max Hologram Podcast, of course, hosted by the amazing Two Max. Yeah. The- and the stuff and all the good things. <laughs> uh, 2Mex is back on K-Day. Make sure to check out Water the Plants. Yeah. Hosted by 2Mex. That's at 2 a.m. on Saturday night, Sunday morning. And send them music. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing a really dope thing. They're taking their platform and they're breaking a bunch of new artists. Word. Even people who just have singles out, they're breaking it. Yeah, that's super dope. dope. They're watering... They're the watering plants. the plants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's ah, There you go. Uh, Two Max Hologram Radio, of course, still going on uh, 24 hours a day. You can uh, check it out over at platformcollection.com or you can go to uh, TuneIn Radio and Tune search radio. for Two Max Hologram Radio. And that's a really good platform to listen to the show on. Clean interface, good quality stuff. Yes. Uh, we like you, TuneIn Radio. It, can you tell? We have a crush on you. Mm. Uh, eh, eh, eh. Shout out to our sponsors, Stay Illuminated. Yep. For all your fresh gear and lifestyle needs, make sure to visit stayilluminated.com and use the code CRAPPYAWESOME for free shipping on any order. Yeah. That's one word, no spaces. No spaces. Right. Yep. Uh, also, people are creative partners over at waterplants.org. Water to Plants is a music incubator in LA. You can search, uh, learn more about it over at waterplants.org. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Platform Collection. That is one word, all spelled out. And on Twitter at Platform Collect. No shun. With no shun. Uh, and of course, Burner Podcast, not on this particular network, but hosted by yours truly. That's over at BurnerPodcast.com, covers the Burning Man community. Yo, this is what I was thinking. Why aren't you on the network? I don't know. Can't we just put your show on the network for people to. Because you're always talking about. Yeah, done. On. Okay. All right. You signed? You're, you're signing? <laughs> Fuck! He signed the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, we get. I mean, we get really weird. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's time now, right? Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. already implemented it enough into the community. Yeah. That they can. I got it. So they don't that. have to go anywhere, and they can just they can just download right there. Just as an interesting side note, uh-huh. by the way, like it is, it is fascinating to observe like how much the community, like the hip hop community, yeah, changed, and, and how much awesome fans, right? And like how much listening like, to Burner Podcast, right? right. I mean, like I have episodes on there about like gender and like there, there's a lot of topics that like hip hop wouldn't touch back before, in the day. Yeah. yeah. And like now it's not that big a deal. Yeah. So let's just give it to them, right? Okay, we'll do that. Give it to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, make sure to. Uh, oh yeah, tell them about Stitcher and iTunes. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Spreaker, Spreaker, you can go over to platformcollection.com, hear every episode all the way back to episode zero, uh, and have a great time. Oh, that's where I'm on. And have a great time. And have yeah, a great yeah. time. It's so nice of you. Yeah, it's like welcome, come again. Yo, so we're uh, for for full transparency, we're still in Boyle Heights. Uh-huh. Uh, you heard our inter- interview last week we're with gonna East of the that? River, <laughs> um, and uh, you we love ne- that episode. We've never left Boyle Heights. We've never left. We keep trying to get out of here. We can't leave. We can't leave. <laughs> can't figure it. the GPS isn't working. We've been sleeping on the side of the yeah. road. You know how some people are trying to come in and take over. Yeah, we just can't leave. <laughs> We can't even get out. <laughs> Word. All right, no. where, where are we right now, Chris? Yes, yes, let's have our guest introduce herself. And- Hi, my name's Chela de la X. Thank you all so much for being here at La Concha, 2628 East Cesar Chavez Avenue. We're yeah. right here at the 
the intersection of Cesar Chavez and Mott. Excellent. Once again Excellent, on the microphone, the double X chromosome come to hit you hard with an overdose of estrogen. Yeah. See what they're representing for the feminine. Movement of resistance, you hear it in my linguistics, the fiercest of sedition. So turn it up because I bring it raw, the fury of a woman overwhelming, tearing down these walls, laughing as I watch them fall. As I get scared of yellow government, no law, no border, no barrier, made strong enough to hold me down. Like a seed about to sprout, emerging from beneath the ground, transcending through the waves of sound, returning to the sacred of the circular. Can't control my soul, cause my spirit is unbreakable Rebellious, relentless like my uterus Be dangerous, harboring potential fugitives Within the nest of my fallopians Where future prophet oracles and warriors Be born again yeah. See what they're representing for the feminine Movement of resistance, you hear it in my linguistics yeah. Yeah. See what they're representing for the feminine Movement of resistance, you hear it in my linguistics yeah. See what they're representing for the feminine Movement of resistance, you hear it in my linguistics uh, Come yeah. to hit you hard with them Come to hit you hard with them Come to hit you, come to hit you, come to hit you hard I was born to be defiant Once again on the mother-loving microphone I was born to be defiant Once again, yes once again, yes, yes, once again, I was born to be defiant. Once again on the mother loving microphone. Yeah, so, yo, so uh, just I was talking to you a little bit about how we how I discovered you guys and the work you guys are doing. Um, Girls. The girls. The yes. ovarian psychos. This is the headquarters for the OVAs. Yes. And one so, very angry squad. One very angry <laughs> squad. But, I mean, spreading love, though. Yeah, I mean, for sure. the reality is that you guys are answering a lot of uh, issues with money and a lot of issues with, with uh, uh, um, lack of resources, with love and organization right. and so you guys have found this answer T talk a little bit about how you guys got started and what was the, the idea behind it so we got started in 2010 and uh, really we were kind of tired of the more academic Chicano spaces mm, where we didn't really like like where the lived experiences weren't centered you know what right. I'm saying like us coming from the hood and like you know, not not necessarily having probably even graduated, co you know, college, much less, high you know, school, high school, yeah, yeah. right? Like we just didn't like hear ourselves reflected in those scenes yeah. or in this, or you know, in that in that kind of culture within the Chicano movement, and so. That's why we uh, we got started. We we felt that there was like a very real need for you know just like there uh, there to be a space for like the knuckleheaded women. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That don't necessarily have the language or the you know or the theory behind the practice. Yeah. But the practice was very much a lived experience. Right, right, right. Uh, so let me ask you this: There, um, I was talking to you a little bit about like where I live in in Logan Heights. Yeah, there's. There's gentrification happening, and one of the things—it's—it's it's what you said right now—is something that I find like um, it's very uh, concerning to me that in in Logan Heights there is a gap, and I talked to you about this, Arash, a little bit that there seems to be a gap of the people who live in the community. Then there's people who are, and the, and the, I don't think this should be this shouldn't be not hand in hand. There's people who live in the community, and then there's people who are fighting against gentrification, and then there's people that are not from the community that are also fighting the gentrification. And then there's the people that are gentrifying. Yeah. And it seems like the people in the community kind of get lost sometimes. And I, I just I just put an Instagram post the other day talking about this, about how I was walking the neighborhood the other day, right? Neighborhood I, I grew up in my, my entire life, and I was walking by um, where it's happening in Logan Heights is on, is on Logan, the street. 
walking down the street and some guy comes up to me and he goes, uh, I was just walking by a taco shop and he's like, you can't go and eat your gentrified tacos there. And I'm like, yo, like what? what? And I was oh, like, oh, it's because of the glasses and the beard. Right, right, right. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, right? Like, like I grew up there. I spent most of my life on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I paid for myself to go to school. Yeah. You know, all these things and... Um, but that's but that's a minor inconvenience. Right. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. you have to maybe experience from time to time. Well, here's the thing. So I stopped the guy and I said... I, I, I was like, excuse me? And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, you're gentrified tacos. And I was like, are you from here? And he said, no. Uh, and I was like... And, and so that, that added a whole new question yes. for me yeah, as someone so who lives in the questions. community. Yeah. Yeah, How do you I, know my tacos are from a gentrified <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And by right? the way, they're not. That dude there grew up go. in the neighborhood. Yeah. And so because... no, And here's the thing. It dawned on me. You know what? Nobody is saying what the real issues are here. It was, was probably this, an was academic. The, exactly. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's what it was. Was, it was this a white it was, dude, by the way? No, it was... Uh, and I, I even described it on uh, my Instagram. He... It was a guy who obviously shopped at like the Mecha handbook. <laughs> of, this is what I like. He had the I yeah. love Chicano. Yeah. I love, and I was just like, Bourbon Chicano. Yeah, Chicano. you're obviously not understanding like the bigger picture here yeah. because yeah. even you, yeah. who are fighting against gentrification, are adding to the gentrification because you. you're coming here and you yep. don't give a shit about what the yep. community is. Yeah. Exactly. And angry Chic. I had this conversation there with him. Yeah, he's like angry chic. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to like yeah. be like the angry person. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be all like passionate, but in reality, I don't know shit about I what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, where is this guy when we re like when they are coming in and buying these things? Exactly. You're just standing there going like, hey, get out of here. You get out of here. Yeah. And this is the community. That, like we've lived here this whole time and right. it is concerning to us. It's very concerning for me that my mom grew up in a neighborhood that she might not be able to live in much longer mm. and yeah. why those issues aren't being discussed as opposed to oh they're they get mad because they're oh there's a new bar being put in yeah i know that's a downside that sucks but my grandmother needs a place to to keep walking to she needs to feel safe she needs all these things and none of those things are being addressed y'all right? need to defend your hood i, I hear you out and, there and that's Coalition. why it was so interesting for me to come here and without a doubt, LA is way, way experienced on, on this kind of issue. Right. But Body of Logan has been there for, I mean, it's Chicano Park. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's very historic things there. And some, it's interesting that somewhere along the way, either we got to, well, this is what happened. We got too relaxed. And go. then we looked around, and by the time people started speaking up, it was like, oh, shit, it's kind of late. I yeah. think everybody yeah. got really relaxed when, when, when Obama took power. Yeah. It was really even like a difficult conversation to talk about racism. Right, it's right, right. Because like people expected us to have moved past you it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And no, it's well, not, it's not post-racial you know, America. It, yeah. It'll never be. No. So long as, still, so long as it's still America. Yeah, With yeah. triple Ks. Yeah. So can we, <laughs> let, let's, can we take a step back and like kind of uh, clarify and define some of these things first. Yeah. Uh, gentrification. How, how are we defining yeah. gentrification? Let's start, because this is a word that gets thrown around a lot. I think a lot of people aren't confused, confused by what it, it means. Yeah. It's the violent displacement of marginalized communities. There Straight up, that's all it is. So keyword is Due violent to, displacement. Yeah, violent okay. displacement. And it's violent, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you're removing a people that have been there for decades, you know what I'm saying, that really actually are the original owners of the land, let's be real, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's violent because, you know, there's nothing to back us up, you know what I'm saying? Like there's like, there's rich capital and uh, corporations and development money 
right, linked with the uh, folks from city councils yeah. or whatever in yeah. that area. You know what I'm saying? And it's like nobody has our back. Right. So right? when you use the word violent, it does like I think people hear that and they imagine like guns and people getting beat up. But like what you're describing is even like political violence or like sure. infrastructure violence. However, money bullying, violence. right? However, you know, like what happened in Boyle Heights with Claudia uh, recently. Um, some some folks actually in Boyle Heights they got followed all the way from the border border patrol. Oh wow! So when it you know when you're talking about actual violence with guns, That's that that too. did happen. Yeah, and that like removed a whole uh, apartment building. Uh, full wow. of folks. The wow. board, you know the, what I'm sorry, saying? the, the, the board patrol came in and um, cleared out yes. an apartment building. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because the apartment building On was some something that charges. because developers wanted to develop that. I feel building. like we feel that it's that's most the case. of the time. I mean, I don't think that's much also, of a secret anymore. Right. right. And also, ice is also being used. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, to, to that's been largely reported. Folks, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To remove folks just simply based on their immigration, quote unquote, status. Yeah. Are you finding? So are you finding that there's like an increase in agencies getting involved in the community? Like like ICE, like Border Patrol, of when course, there's developers coming of in? Of course, yes. Yeah. There's like hyper surveillance also by the cops. Like yeah. recently with our protests against the White Wave coffee mm-hmm. shop, there was like so many huda that it was crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like there, there was even a woman that was coming out of the coffee shop and she straight up just like jaywalked. And they didn't do shit to her. They didn't do shit to her. Meanwhile, you know, like they're trying to tell us that the kids have to continue to move around, mm-hmm. right? And that's the only way that we could be protesting around yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. it was a hot it's summer day. It's one of the day. oldest tricks in the book. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, meanwhile, you know, there's somebody that just came out and like, you know, pushed me and was, you know, talking mad shit to me. Right, right, and, right. But, but that's okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because so. they figure that the way they're interpreting your voices as is a threat to the community as opposed to what it really is, right? Really what it is is that if they have the money... Well, they're, then, then they're also going to have, you know, the the pig. What, what's the, what is the, define like the white wave in the, or the weird, weird wave. wave. Yeah, yeah. Weird wave. What, where, how did that start? So weird wave is a coffee shop that just opened up right down the block from here. Uh-huh. And um, what it is, it's like two white guys with like this Salvadorian uh, vato that's like basically has like mad amounts of money. Sure. And he has, uh, he's also uh, owner of like a grip of, um, uh, parking lots mm-hmm. uh, in South Central and uh, right near art galleries in South Central. So this okay. motherfucker is yeah. like gentrifying all over the place. Right, you right, see right. what I'm saying? So it doesn't even matter. Like identity politics really need to get checked in this in this framework, right? Because it doesn't even matter if you're brown. Mm-hmm. You know, like you might have the money. Right, right, you know? right. And you might have like the same kind of values, but right? you're not giving, getting the opportunity either, right? No, but but as a brown person, uh-huh. what you're doing is you're like you're signing up to that shit and yeah. you're saying like, yeah, it doesn't matter so long as I'm, I'm, I'm getting paid. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? And so it doesn't it matter for him that mad folks are going to get gentrified out of here because one thing that is clear is that anywhere from Highland Park to Echo Park, mm-hmm. uh, co- coffee shops have always been the key thing. To the open first up. things that the come first in, right? thing yeah. that and art galleries yeah. as well. Absolutely. So let's That's be clear. exactly what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know. You know what's? This is something that I've always like. I want to be educated on this. There's, there is like, because it seems to me like watching it like firsthand. There's like this. This movement first of like, oh, okay, this seems like a peaceful thing, like, right? Yeah. And then next to the arts place, there's, okay, now there's a bar. And everybody's like, oh, okay, that's not exactly what we want, but okay. And then another bar. Right. And then a high rise. And then, sure. like, apartments that no, like, literally no one in the neighborhood could afford. Like, literally no one yeah. in the neighborhood it could afford. It would be innocuous yeah. only mm-hmm. if there hadn't been so many other 
you know, like examples right. of this same situation. Right, right, so right, because right. we have Highland Park, because we have Echo Park directly to look at, like when you think about the fact that Mi Vida Loca, mm -hmm. right, is like, like might as well be in a, in a museum really at this mm -hmm. point because at that time it was like primarily working class, immigrant, brown right, community. Right, right, right. And it's a not, working community. you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Right. And so like, let's be clear, like we understand that, sure, like it might seem like it's not really, you know, causing any harm. Mm -hmm. But really, when you look at it and you really like have like a concrete analysis, it is very much part of gentrification. Yeah. yeah. Let, okay. So it's the in, first waves in your in your like analysis of the community. Right. Um, and you were born. Were you born out here? Yeah, I was born right yeah. here in White Memorial. Okay. So you've seen back when back when Cesar Chavez was Brooklyn Avenue. Okay. So and you, that's all my fucking you've, you've seen all the changes. Well, so, not all the changes, mm -hmm. but yeah. But currently, yeah, I'm seeing the changes. So what is your thing that you feel like if you had to, and you are right now, like you speak directly to the community, the community who is sitting there going like, and they're scared and they don't know what to do. Sure. What is something that you feel like you can tell them like, yo, you could do this tomorrow and this can help the cause. What is something like that? Well, I don't know if this, if this community will be listening to this podcast sure. mm -hmm. per se, because like, let's be real, like, you know, mm -hmm. the folks right here, they probably don't even own a computer, yeah. much mm -hmm. less know about podcasts. Yeah. But what we are doing is we do door to door canvassing. Yeah. Right. And I think that's really important, like boots to the ground, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like not grassroots. Cause that's, like, I don't know if you not, like if y'all have noticed, but there's yeah. no grass outside yeah, of here. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's boots to the ground type yeah. of work, like door to door and letting folks know like exactly their rights as tenants right yeah. letting them know their rights you know should ice come you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and try to come in or whatever like nah like to give take me away a that warrant. fear factor exactly yeah, yeah. Like, that's, and that's like a real know. tough thing to do with like brown people in general yeah. that we are it's, terrified of people in uniforms it's only <laughs> tough because who is doing that type of work who you know like sometimes when we're like when we'll start canvassing and I look at the whole goddamn block and it's only like five of us that got together to canvas. Right. It seems almost impossible to mm. handle the whole goddamn block by myself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could imagine for the other folks that came out to canvas as well. It's only like, it's only difficult in that respect that not more people are doing this, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, because it's, it's necessary. It's sad because the um, what you're essentially asking for is something very simple is for the community to care about the community, to talk to each other. Because that's something that happens, I think, a lot of the times. Like, I, I think we've always cared for mm -hmm. each other, though. We always have been but talking do they know to they each can, other. Do they know that they can organize they, through you guys? They only don't know uh -huh. because all the brown academics yeah. aren't doing that aren't type here. of yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so that's, that's what, what it what, is. What do you think happened? Because this is, this is something, I mean, you and I have talked about this. I've mm -hmm. talked to you about this a few times. Having gone to, like, a college environment as well, right? But coming from where I lived... It was a very big culture shock for me seeing, like, the, the quote-unquote Chicano movement on campus. Because mm. it always, and this is no disrespect, I know the intention sure. itself is great, right. but it never didn't seem confused. It seemed very confused because I, I felt like most of the stuff was from a book. There you go. And I'm like, wow, I don't... It's all theory and no practice. Right, right. And yeah. some of these books were written at a time when the community isn't even the same right. anymore. The population's not even there. And you're not speaking the same language anymore. But And then I felt like this. And I remember being very vocal about this. Can you give an example? Sure. I remember going to Logan Heights for Chicano Park Day, right? right. And it was part of like a Mecha thing. Mm. And I remember people coming up to the table and asking some of the, 
fellow college students questions and they didn't have answers. Mm-hmm. Right. And they would ask them like, oh, well, you know, they, they mentioned streets or whatever and they didn't have answers. Because all they had was, like you said, a, in theory, all we have to do is just say work. Yeah. That's identity politics exactly. right there. And it's missing this part, this key component mm-hmm. is that it's also class, yo. Yeah. So it's also class. So if you're some bougie bitch coming, you know what I'm saying, from Monterey Park, yeah. right? And you're not you, helping you, you the know, situation. You're not helping the situation, right. yo. Nor, nor, nor probably, and like even folks that are doing like native ceremonies, I gotta call them out because I feel like this like native ceremonies for who? Only the privileged few right. that understand that we are brown and that we. Like, we're the first caretakers of this land or whatever, yeah. like, that we are indigenous. I mean, that's all theory. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it doesn't even matter how many feathers are on your regalia. Mm. It doesn't even matter, you know what I'm saying? Like, how brown or down you think that you are. Yeah. So long as you're not doing the community work, you ain't shit. It doesn't matter. You ain't shit. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it's, I think somewhere along the way, people got lost in the the romance of like, oh, I'm a... Indigenous. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, but have literally no idea that they're in a lot of ways are adding to the issue oh you don't even know know. you don't even know like we'll get mad criticisms like for example there'll be some folks that'll even have the nerve to say well all y'all gotta do is just buy a property that's all you gotta do (laughs) as if there's no idea like as if there's not even a clue about generational poverty right 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 like what's up with that like my parents also came from like you know what I'm saying like first generation like not even first like I am first generation right here you feel me and so it's like how are you gonna tell me that all we gotta do is buy property when meanwhile my mom was almost gonna lose her fucking place of living where I had to go back right. and help her ass like there's no like trust fund for me right. you feel me there's right. no like there's no like generational giving of like property or value or like or even the or, knowledge like, of, of attaining these things you know what I'm saying yeah. it's like how are you gonna tell us fuck mm-hmm. that you know yeah. I don't know it's, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous it, there is a there is always an issue when politics wants to treat every issue the same there you go flattening yeah yeah Yeah. and it and because because of what you just said it's it's so much like the complexities are never even considered you know um because i've always thought about this and my mom and i talked about this question or this thing that there is i can't go to my mom and ask her how to buy a house exactly she's never been in a position to buy a house house. it never starts anywhere right and if there isn't some system in place to add that knowledge Something, something has to happen because the there system. will be a gap. We right. got to do it ourselves. I, it it seems like that's the sure. only way. Right. Yeah. At this point. So I want to go back to the beginning here. Mm-hmm. Um, you were discussing sort of like the academic side of things. So the yeah. academic side. So for clarification, is like yeah. uh, people that are spending a lot of time discussing history and identity sure. and like philosophy. right. It's a yeah. lot of philosophy and a lot of theory, but like right. you're saying, not not so much action. So right. how did your group? How did your group come together before this organization got formed? How did you guys know each other? We didn't. So it was basically just me, like, feeling like, you know, there's a need for this. And so, uh, so like, for example... You, what were you doing at that time in your at life? At that time, my car broke down. <laughs> my car broke down. And so, fuck it, I had to take the bike to, you know, to work, to and from work. Right. So I experienced a lot of, like, obviously, like, the cat calls, whatever. Yeah. But more importantly, what happened was, like, this one day, all the traffic lights had stopped. Right, and everybody was all pissed because it's fucking LA, right? It's downtown, and everyone was so upset. And yet, like, I was just able to maneuver through that traffic with yeah. ease. Yeah. And it was the first time that I ever had felt that in my life. Just you know, navigating yeah. space yeah. 
with no problem. You know what I'm saying? So wow. I felt like it felt like freedom, like in the truest sense, like not free. Like we're free to buy, you know, like whatever option is like presented to mm-hmm. us, right? In terms of like capital or whatever, like capitalism, right? But like in terms it's of limited, right? In right. terms of like real, like the sense of like real freedom, I felt it at that moment. I was like, fuck, like I want to feel this with other women, mm-hmm. and so that's you know, I I sent out a shout out to women like if if they were down to join you know some type of bicycle collective all always with the idea that it would be dope to connect folks right like uh let's say that's uh there's a like a collective happening like doing some work around immigration issues sure. it'd be dope to ride our bikes from here to there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like connecting yeah. the dots in that type of way yeah and so that's what happened in our first meeting was at corazon del pueblo which mm-hmm. does not even exist anymore where it's was a, that at it was another autonomous community mm-hmm. space off of um first street uh-huh Off of first, and um, and they got displaced also because what happened? An art gallery opened up right across the street. Wow, yeah, yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying? And so it raised the rent for them, and that's, so they couldn't afford it anymore. Beautiful analogy, by the way, that you were st- there was a traffic stands yeah. in yeah. LA, and like if you guys are not from LA, like yeah. it is, they are legendary. Oh my god, <laughs> it's fucked People up, were, and the anger oh, is yeah. real. Were, yeah, and so like this is <laughs> like a, pissed. it's totally symbolic of the system coming to a standstill where like everybody's like, like I did the right thing, I bought a car, I'm exactly. trying to go to work, and then you know what? You use your own human muscle. Exactly. To like get Your through own it, will. right? Yeah, determination. How many yeah, people were in the sure. first gathering of the the bicyclists? Oh, it was good. The first the first meeting like uh, pulled about like 15 women. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. How did you organize them? I just made I just did a Facebook shout out okay. and I, you know I flyered around the community and that was it. That's 15 awesome. people linked yeah. up and what did you, where did you guys ride to? 15 women and yeah. so we rode from Corazon del Pueblo like to highlight the fact that this uh, this space exists and let's start utilizing it more right yeah. and we rode out to what used to be not a cornfield mm-hmm. uh, it's not a, and now a, a LA historic park. Yeah. Yeah and so just to kind of show like the like the disparity right because right around there there's a there's a community there's a Uh, Willie Mead housing projects mm-hmm. and this is a community that's like fenced right like there's like uh, factories on one side and then there's like the like the detention centers all surrounding them oh, wow. and I also worked in that community with the youth right there and yeah. so like to to be a youth right like where all you see when when you're coming out of your house is like fucking detention centers or a factory that yeah. you might work at you yeah. know what I'm saying imagine that shit yeah. right and so like just Just kind of connecting that, like connecting the issues of our community with the fact that we are riding bicycles, not for the leisure, mm-hmm. because we can't. I feel like we've never been able to afford that kind of shit, especially mm-hmm. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just a leisure ride. Nah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel nah, you. just to ride, just to ride, that just to clock purpose, miles. Fuck right. that. No. Yeah. And yeah. then that movement starts to build up, and you start to see the ideas start to spark for exactly. what, what it's turned into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell the rest of the story. How did how did we end up here? So we ended up here because in 2014, this homie had a space out by uh, First in Anderson, and um, and so he had another baby, and so he actually gave us the space, which I was kind of fighting because I was like, but we're mobile, we don't need a space, right? I didn't really understand mm-hmm. the need to take space in at that level right, yet. Right, right, right. And also, I was kind of concerned. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if we could do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as a single mom myself, working a, a, like a full-time job and also, you know, putting work into the collective, I was like, I don't know if we could manage the rent. Yeah. You know, but I'm yeah. very grateful now that he did it, that, that he... You know, saw like our potential, and that in that we experimented with that first space. What happened with the first space was it was bought by Vera Campbell, mm-hmm. which is one of the women or like one of the main um, uh, folks gentrifying people from out of like mm. from out of uh, that area, which is like the Pico Gardens yeah, area. Yeah. 
And uh, and she's uh, one of the main folks that are buying the uh, warehouses and then leasing them to the gallery, you know, like yeah. to the uh, folks that own the galleries right. now. And so anyways, and so, but but it was really interesting how that happened because she bought it right around the time that we started, um, that we started being part of the coalition Defend Boyle Heights. So mm. we're probably, you know, like it's probably... I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it that she that that she heard that we were doing this work and she was like, "Fuck that!" Like I'll just eliminate them, you know, because she's got mm-hmm. that kind of money. Right, right, and right. And we were right there. We were like at the like at the forefront. We were right there, right when all the gallery that all she's all that gallery sure aware was. Of it. Oh, sh- yeah, for sure. There's no way she's not aware. For of it. sure, yeah. yeah. And so we were like, "Well, fuck it." Like we could either fight this, but then possibly still pay rent to this gentrifying person, you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could just like regroup and uh, and find another space, for, which we did find, um, you know, thankfully uh, within the month. Right, right, and right. And that's where we're at now. Closed on October, yeah. opened in November. Yeah, on exa- a new spot. exactly. Yeah. Closed what, in no- uh-huh. what is the value October. of having a physical space? What was the lesson that you learned from it? I think the lesson was that, you know, we can experiment. We can experiment with the capacity of our potential in terms of organizing and in terms of just, like, taking up the space yeah. and, and being a constant reminder to folks that, like, for example, we're in autonomous space. So what that means is we don't take any kind of government funds. Mm-hmm. We're not a 501c3, nor will we ever be yeah. on purpose, yeah. right? And so to really kind of, like, highlight, like, you know, we can be sustainable and this is how we can do it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Right, that's, right. Okay, so let's, that's interesting. let's talk about... You, uh, can you, I'm yeah, sorry, uh, the, the, you don't want to be a 501c3 ever? No. Can you, uh, elaborate on non-profit. that? Yeah. yeah, well, I, you know, we just understand that nonprofits have puppet strings attached. I mean, right. they're a government, now like a government-funded agency, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can you be, you know, like there's no way that you could be a nonprofit in the pockets of these city officials, right? right in the right. pockets of the politicians so that you could continue to get funded. <laughs> Meanwhile, talking shit about the whole fucking system. Right, it's right, just right. like, it's just impossible. What is, is the Frederick Douglass quote that always gets misquoted? It's, uh, we cannot use the master's tools to d- disassemble the Thank master's you. house. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the smoke made signals, fire clouds of embers from out of our earth mother's breath that flowed from the brown curves of the breast like melted bone and tender flesh made from the ash that we will be again in death. We are the ancient writings etched in black and scribed in red. We are the infinite, infinitely blessed. We are the last remaining shreds of evidence cut from jagged edges of raw flint obsidian made from stones of broken pyramids. Coated like the melanin of sun-kissed burnt amber skin Descended from those carved out of wall-filled hieroglyphs We are the walking, breathing, living goddesses The connection of seven trials with the same one origin We are the creation that flowers from within the depths of barren lands Once deforested, made green again with the seeds we've harvested That's fascinating Wow, look, I want to talk to you because you're a single mom You grew up in the community let's, Half and half let, Yeah, let, let's talk about a little bit about your growing up How, how What kind of kid were you? If you had to define like oh. yourself as a kid be your own kid right now. How are you defining your kids? So I was uh, the only girl in a family of all boys. Okay. All right. And then this is like, a, you know, post-con, like our perpetually colonized, like Mexican traditional yeah. home where like the woman doesn't matter. You oh, see what I'm saying? Wow. And so uh-huh. like, you know, like I had to care for my brothers and like serve them and clean the house oh, and all wow. that shit. And like, meanwhile, I couldn't even go, you know, not even to the backyard, not, not even to the front yard. And I was kind of like a nerd. Like my escape was the books. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And even like after a while, my mom was like, well, you're getting too many ideas. And she hid the books from me. Oh, Straight wow. up hid books from wow. me. Right. And so. What kind of ideas were you presenting to your mom that she got know. scared? I don't know what 
what kind of a, I don't know, but she just didn't like that. I was yeah. like so Maybe consumed. just thinking out of the box. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But so, yeah. And so what happened was, um, you know, I started like recognizing that this is bullshit, like what I was living. Mm -hmm. And especially like seeing my mom like getting beat up or whatever. Mm -hmm. So one day what happened was my dad was just, you know, like fucking laying it in on my mom. And I was like, fuck that, dude. Like, no. Right. And so I picked up the phone to call the cops mm -hmm. as a little kid. Yeah. And then my dad just like yanked the phone from the wall and and then fucking dropped it and was like, what are you going to do now? And started, you know, and, and continue with my mom, like fucking just fucking her up. And so I grabbed the phone and I just started fucking him up with the phone. Like, and how old were you? I don't know, probably like 12 yeah. at that time. And so, and so, you know, what it did was show me a couple of things. Number one, fuck the cops. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like, and, and it also kind of like, uh, reconfirmed this idea of like you know like if I want something to stop I could do it my goddamn self oh wow you know what wow. I'm saying like I don't need like outside intervention for this shit yeah. right and so and so it was a good I don't know like I don't know you know you gotta find like the good and the bad right mm -hmm. and so then after that like I started realizing well there's nothing keeping me here you know what I'm saying? I could just open up the fucking door and walk out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would do that from time to time. Just like when it got too hectic at the house, I will just fucking get out. Where would you go? Just up the street to yeah. a mommy's house. Yeah. Just so, you know. Did you have another mentor in your life at that age that nah. was giving you some of these nah, ideas? Not even. Cause so what were you reading? It's a lot. Of, yeah. What was... Yeah. What were you oh, reading? Oh, like, so my mom, it was really funny. So what she did let me read uh -huh. was like these, like uh, these series of books that came in three that she got donated from her work, and they looked like Bibles, right? Yeah. They had like the gold. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying on the on the on the on the spine. Yeah. And then it had like the red kind of like marker yeah. in each. But it turned out it was like uh, Guy de Maupassant, one of them. Right, and so he was talking about like insurrectionary shit, you know, yeah, like he yeah, was talking yeah. about like. And she thought they were Bibles. And she thought it was like you know, it was oh, wow. like some type of like more, I don't know, more like ladylike or like yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. more like you oh, know, wow. whatever. I don't know what she thought, but she thought that this is in uh, this is a perp, uh, like appropriate for yeah, you to yeah, read. Yeah. And so, but it did like if anything gave me any ideas as far as like being critical of my surroundings, mm -hmm. it was definitely that full. Wow, definitely by that accident. Full. By accident. You're, that's fascinating. And I was like, fuck it. If all I gotta read is this. Shit, I'm gonna read it. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, because really, like, I was like stuck in a little room the whole time. How did um? How did your family start reacting to you, like starting to leave and starting to come into your home? Oh man, it was bad. It was really bad. Like my mom, uh, kind of used my oldest brother as like her henchman. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So he would fuck me up all the time. Yeah. So like, so it was just constantly just me battling it out with all my brothers, like throughout my life. So like straight up, like fucking like throwing down, right, total toe type of mm -hmm. shit. You know. What I'm saying but but that also kind of made me stronger yeah right it's like I'm not, I'm not gonna be scared of you like there's yeah. nothing to be scared of when this was my reality this is nothing compared yeah 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 shit. yeah so where where are you at with your family now how does that how's the relationship work the only I we don't really talk mm -hmm. I mean the only person I talk to is one of my brothers yeah and that's you know from time to time only because he's got kids too yeah and you know he's always like for the most part had my back that's cool. So yeah. So okay. So how, do they uh, all still live here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
They're all still in the community. Oh, well, one of them had to move as far as uh, the Inland Empire, really, okay. to be honest, because yeah. he couldn't afford this shit. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah it seems like a lot family. of people are moving exactly. to the Inland Empire. Yeah. And I think that that's also a strategic in the sense that they're going to move us wherever mm. they want workers to develop that. Spirit, right, you know right, what right, right, right. And then continue to move us out. And, yeah. continue, and it's like, nah, dude, like we say today, we're not going nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to fight this shit until we can't fight it anymore. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Till our death, if... if you know, necessary. I don't know. I'd love to hear your opinion on this because I've noticed one of the things, and this is the thing that's really like perplexing to me about gentrification, right? Is it seems the first few steps are people from the outside of the community kind of romanticizing what's happening in the community. Like I like right now, there's tours to Chicano Park. I don't know if I told you that. Big buses ah, come up. Really? There's tours. Like yeah, and I'm like, this has literally been here yeah. since the '50s. Like. It's, it's the fetish, what's the word? Fetish. Fetishizing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay, so that happens first, up. right? Yeah. And and then, you know, oh, we want to, this is where the best tacos are, this is where the, all the yeah. stuff, you know, all these superficial things yeah. wow. that are a part of our normal everyday, right? And then they come in, they gentrify the neighborhood, and then all that stuff is gone. I think you're missing like, a key part, Okay. Though. Yeah, tell what me. What first happens uh-huh. is the gang injunctions, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if if all the homies were still running the block, and I'm not saying that they're not, right, but right, if right. all of them were still able to be here, yeah. present, right. this shit wouldn't be happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so what happened in Highland Park, what happened in Echo Park was first and foremost, gang injunctions. Right. Making it illegal for a group of people, you know what I'm saying, to, even, more than to two, even right? associate with each other yeah. and much less kick it with each other it's like alright let's make it illegal for fucking hipsters to do that shit because yeah. the violence that they're causing is way greater than the shit that was going on in the hood prior to yeah. that yeah. it is and, and we all know that the, at this point there's been enough studies about the gang injunctions yeah. that tend to fuck up the neighborhoods because it's it's just across the board identifying exactly. somebody as a Doesn't gang member. Doesn't even matter if you were not even yeah, involved, so long as it was a family member. Which means or that parks go away, yeah. places where people could just relax. They all go, all of it yes. goes away. So yes. yeah, okay, so that that Everybody definitely happened. Everybody gets rounded up because there's, just push there's two the major gang injunctions business. in in Logan Heights. Oh, wrong. Um, there so you go. so that did happen, and then and like I said, it's confusing to me that like there's this fetish thing. But the end of the fetishizing of this community is getting rid of the community. It's insidious yeah. too because yeah. it's like, for example, California Endowment, uh-huh. right? Then we'll give like a like a certain amount of money, right? To like, oh, let's see cultural treasures, right? right? right. And like, let's identify the key parts, you know, like the most beautiful parts of the neighborhood. Wow. It's nasty. That like, happened. The whole shit is crazy. Really. Y- UCSD came in. <laughs> there you go. Got a got a grant. Yeah. Damn. And bought up the bread factory yep. yeah. and at first filled it with a bunch of cultural things and there's not one left in there it's a beer they, they rented it out to like a beer place now Wow. and now it's a art gallery that charges $10 a head there you go for their art shows and the shit is like they love our culture so long as it's like removed yeah. so long as it's up on a wall and it's not an actual oh, physical living presence right. they can't stand that shit right. you know what I'm saying they just want the fucking colors right. or you know the music and the background or of the free to picture Exactly, dude. Yeah, fuck Frida, yeah. dude. I can give a fuck about Frida. I can't stand that bitch. I'm sorry, dude. I'm like, no, I don't care. I would, you know, I'd be happy to never see her again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of like, uh, like if you, if you imagine it's like two human beings. Like if you love somebody, 
you're not going to come in and immediately try to change them into something else. Right. That's lust. Yeah. That's lust. You've yeah. been lusting after them, very... and as soon as you get into a relationship, you're trying to change everything about why them. Why people you don't, don't got culture, them. son? <laughs> they don't got a culture. Yeah. And whatever, but 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 let's be real. Like they do have culture. Like you know, like if they would just do some background, you know, mm-hmm. like research, they would have the John Browns. You know, yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. would be in a like in alliance with us. Right, that, right, that right. Would be the because they understand the importance of they their own culture. They would understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very big. To is research it, their shit. Yeah. Is it um that's very important that yeah. you say that. Is yeah. it is it possible to live in a world with no gentrification? Right now? I think it is possible, yeah. So long as people, I mean, look at like I think what the Zapatistas and what we kind of wanted to promote was like the whole Zapatista coffee right, right. events. But what the Zapatistas have been showing us since the uprising in '94 mm. is that you can, like, as a community, you can organize right. yourselves because what they're doing is exactly this. Like they've been understanding that you know, like capitalism, neoliberalism will affect not just them there, but everybody here. Right. You know, it's just in in and if it hasn't affected you directly is just a matter of time right. and that's everybody across the board even poor working class fucking white people that's mm-hmm. just gonna affect them too no, yeah. that's, if it's that's not exactly, already no that, that's exactly my point that's why I'm asking the question like I'm wondering because the thing is the wealthy powerful elite they have a lot of patience because they're like they're in it for the long right. game like I mean like Barrio Logan like they've been making moves oh, they've they, been yeah. watching those well, moves well my mom was decades. a kid I, I remember this like it was yesterday my, when I was a little kid my mom came and she's like you know I was down at the library downtown and there was like a big thing of the development of Barrio Logan yeah way before this oh, is when yeah. we when it was it was tough to rock around yeah. the neighborhood sometimes and yeah. and they were planning that before the money was even there. Yeah, yeah. With the intention like, to sell it to people with money. Barrio Logan is on the bay and it has a view of downtown. Yeah. It's right And it's right downtown. under Coronado Bridge. I mean, it's amazing that it took mm-hmm. this long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but there was, a, there was so much pushback from the community. There was a lot of art. I think like that had a lot of mm-hmm. power. Uh, I remember when we interviewed uh, Ediberto Ariel, you know, like he described a lot of the, the, the involvement that he had with the community. Yeah, that was the that early time. years. Yeah. That was the early years. And what happened, I think, with them, and this is exactly what I see happening is so the dads of the kids that are like trying to fight the gentrification, they were literally people that were in the streets at one time. Yeah. And that component is just gone. Right. Because it's more of like a sticker or just a poster. Yeah. And, but there's a no presence. There's literally exactly. no presence at all yeah. of anybody speaking out loud at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that, you know, I think if anything, Zapatistas have shown us that, like, these are people with absolutely right. nothing. And have fought the highest levels of government. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that they could still put in front, like, right before you enter any of their caracoles, yeah. no government is allowed here. Yeah. They're risking every goddamn thing. And, like, we got to, like, look to them for examples today also. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Some real shit. Like, you know, like, for... I don't know. I kind of feel like, you know, what they were telling us back then, probably I didn't really understand it. I was mm. younger, whatever the case, right? But I see it so much clearer now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That like it is, it's going to, it's going to entail like the whole, like the whole community to understand like the capacity of their abilities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. to like really like get to know your fucking neighbor. That's so That's important. the most revolutionary thing you could I do right so. now. I think so. I think that's. Get to know your neighbor. That's why I cued in so much on you saying the community needs to like the like going around to the community and spreading the word covers two things that that largely go away in communities that that are in communities very much like Boyle Heights or Barrio Logan where there is an implanted idea of fear of each other that is perpetuated consistently by everything but us 
Like we have other people telling us like, oh, you got to be afraid over there. Oh, you got to do this. But here we fucking will like, we'll sell it to our own kids on some shit. Like so long as you do good in school, Mm -hmm. so long as you get a good job. Right, right. right? And even white people have always thought like, so long as I continue to be white, it's going to, you know what I'm saying? This shit ain't going to affect me. Yeah. But what we're seeing is that not, it's all been lies this whole time, son. To everybody. To everybody. Yeah. We just got to really understand that shit. Yeah. It's, it's super interesting. We, you know, we talked to the East of the River crew about um you know and this is the sunday after the incidents in virginia right um where where racist nazis attacked people that's basically what happened right. and um and we were asking them like you know in this time of like where it's becoming very obvious for people who are paying attention anyways that there are people openly choosing sides to things there's openly there's people that are no longer afraid to hide the the evilest of hate anymore they can just be open and they can stand on it they can grandstand on it and i thought it was very interesting i was hearing uh the i don't know if you know the deputy mayor of virginia is a young black man who was elected by the community and he's one of the he's a person who walks the streets all the time right and he was talking about how if in this day and age if americans cannot wake up to the fact that people are killing other Americans and they're against everything that you believe in and you're still not you're like eh well that happened over there and it's not gonna happen it's coming it's Mm. coming everywhere yeah there's no doubt about that and there's never been a time for communities to come together than there is now like we're only gonna have each other to depend on right and I don't know if people are truly understanding that concept that that's coming quickly but also, but like, like what that shit. Fuck? That shit was here at the house, like here at home too. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers were out in Cudahy. Mm-hmm. We're out in Cudahy. I'm, I'm pulling that shit up right now. Where they were like, they straight up like went into this community. These, you know, like these fucking racist ass crackers uh, came into the community, and then they were like pushed out by people saying, "Whose streets are streets?" That was it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no physical violence done to mm-hmm. them. So they run like little bitches into their car, and what do they do? Fucking, you know, like they're fucking ready with their pepper spray and they aim it to the children. Yeah. And then they fucking, like, they just. Yeah, that happened yesterday. We we heard about them having, they had large canisters of. uh, And it's happening also in Venice where there's still a brown community too. Dude, the same people went out there too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, a few when times, the fuck, right? Like, right. Venice, yeah. When the fuck? Okay, let them come over here. Mm-hmm. What's up? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we're ready, son. Oh, did, did you hear what uh, Michael Rappaport said? I don't no, know if you guys are familiar no. with Michael Rappaport. He's no. been a, a like he's, a, he's a great big actor, like in the '90s, especially. Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's very out, outspoken. Now. Yeah, he has yeah. a podcast, and he was calling them out, and he was calling them. He's like, "You guys are a bunch of bitches." He's like, first of all, you guys end up." at a college, right? You go to a college place because you're like, oh, we can assert ourselves here. Right. Bunch of college kids. Sure. And he's like, if you were really about it, he said too, he's like, you'd go to Boyle Heights, yeah. you come to the Bronx, Damn. you come to all these Send places. Yeah. So if you're really, really about it, he's like, you guys aren't really about it. Yeah. You he's know, like, you know? And I think that they were testing the waters too, I think and so cut too. It, yeah. Right, but because like, there's not a, like, a lot of like organizing going on, in yeah. Korea, although there is, but there's, it, it's not like Boyle Heights, but so the, the, the folks that went out was specifically David Fine. Vayner, uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce that shit, from the Red Elephants. And these are the same folks that have been going out to fucking right. Venice, South, you know, Santa yeah, yeah, Monica, yeah. Mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. You know, and they don't even, they're, they don't even look Aryan white to me. It's like, come on now. You know what? How are you going to have brown hair, brown eyes? Yeah. And the woman You're that you're traveling not a pure with race. looks Asian, son. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? 
That's the confusing part. Uh, I want to check their fucking genetics. I was like, what? Watching watching Bullshit. news yesterday, right? Mm. That's honestly the the part about the VA thing that was the most confusing to me is I didn't know who was on what side. It was the first time I'd ever seen. I was like, wow, it's like it's a bunch of white people fighting yeah. each other, and everybody's pissed. And I'm like, yo, what it like? It's like you said, like it's almost a shocking thing to the to a lot of these communities. Like, what, like? Where did these people come from? Where we all know those people have been here for a long time. Yeah. But there's also, They've been here for a long ass time. You know, one of the yeah. criticisms we get is because our coalition um, has also white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like these are white people that, okay, it doesn't make sense for them, you know, if they're coming from rich families or whatever, for them to be fighting alongside us, mm-hmm. right? When like, when their property value could possibly increase. And so it's like more white people yeah. got to join the ranks. And so right. we don't give a fuck if brown people yeah. are talking shit about white people on our side because it's like, where are you at? You ain't doing this work. Right, right, right. You're going to paint a mural, yeah. but you ain't doing this work. That's super. So what's up? Where you at? You know what? It, it's, man, I can tell you like your, your perspective is definitely a perspective, or which is super interesting because my good friend who told me about you guys, she told me about one of the rides. She's and I and I know she's going to listen to this. Um, her name's Irene Zapeta, and she was looking for some like she's like I, she couldn't find what what is the answer here? Because I'm telling you right now from firsthand experience, that is the there is no one talking about what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like there isn't that middle ground connecting, like awesome. not just theory, action with exactly. community and. And that's missing, and it, right. and it was it's really dope to hear this perspective mm-hmm. because the thing that you said earlier about how um, when you were saying like white people, it's going to affect you no matter what no you matter think. What. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of times a lot of communities just don't they don't know that, right? You know, like they don't know like like oh at the end of this, <laughs> it's, so it's, it's me. Yeah, and it's it's coming. It's going to yeah. come back to me somehow. Yeah. And that's a. I think if more people understood that concept as a, it's empathy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Well, it's, well, it's just, knowing that it's more than just you. It's not going to say anybody. What you're describing is like a lot of the way that a lot of our political system is end up in the position it has because yeah. people don't, people can't make that connection of how it's going to eventually come back to them. Yeah, you know, like it's uh, that's very there's true. a writer from Cracked. I think he said like the thing is like you have to understand the Trump voters. They see themselves as his exact quote was um, temporarily temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Uh, wow! They really do think that this like estate tax exactly. that like would never affect them in a million. They're never gonna make that much money yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they think somehow they're protecting their own assets right. by voting. Because for I'm gonna be. They believe, like you said, they yeah. believe the story. History yeah. has shown us time yeah. and time again why people should have aligned. Poor yeah, white yeah. people should have aligned with us right. long time ago, yeah. and like as opposed to being the fucking like overseers back in the slave days right, like, right, right. The fuck, like being the fucking huda today dude they're being used too they're being used everybody's yeah. being used let's be real right right up yo yeah. l- l- let me ask you this I want I want you to tell people how they can get connected with you even in other cities we have a lot of listeners in other cities if they want to reach out or if they're like you know what I need ideas how to start something in my community how do I you know how would they reach out to you and how, how could they go about that uh, they could, I guess they could uh, send us an email through defendbowlheights okay. at gmail.com. And if you're listening, by the way, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, these links will be on the website. So, so yeah. yeah. And then also maybe an email to uh, OVASYCLE, okay. O-V-A-S and P-S-Y-C-O. 
uh, at gmail.com. Okay. And or ovarian cycles at gmail.com. And you guys are online. Yeah, we're far, on. Yeah, we're on. So everywhere. they can go on there and ovarian check your cycles. calendars. Yeah, What's sure, coming up that they should check for? Because you, you have stuff coming up. Yes. So uh, coming up is so what the Zapatistas are doing. You know, they're sending out. It's it's a nationwide campaign. It's a fuck Trump coffee. Mm-hmm. Campaign where, <laughs> I like that. right? So it's really interesting because our fight here, and probably the fight everywhere, like how you mentioned Barrio Logan, sure. is like a fight where we understand like coffee shops and art galleries are the first to kind of like right. you know start this wave, right? And so what they're sending is like support. They're sending uh, coffee bags, right? And for the coffee bags, like the like how like the ends that we make uh, when we sell them to be used for specifically undocumented undocumented project or like uh, undocumented people's projects. Yeah. Right. And so, and so, um, yeah. So they're sending it nationwide to autonomous spaces. And so here in LA, they they identified five autonomous spaces, which include our space, La Concha, Casa Solidaridad del Sur, in South Central, revolutionary autonomous spaces um, by MacArthur Park, El Hormiguero in the Valley, and Zapotepec Garden in East LA. And so, um, and so, along with their coffee, they're also sending art by the Zapatistas themselves. Oh, wow, yeah, wow, so wow. it's That's, beautiful. It's a, yeah. like a beautiful kind of like sign of solidarity. Like mm-hmm. they've been telling us, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's not, and so I feel kind of like a like a dick, you know, like <laughs> a certain respect, like, right, like when, when meanwhile I've been following them or meanwhile like, fuck yeah, like I fucking, I love the struggle and whatever, mm-hmm. but I never kind of like really applied it to here. Mm. Right until oh, they happen yeah, yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, it's really kind of fucked up. And they've up. been like, telling us to do it And they've been telling anyways, us the yeah. whole time that this is so, what was that this happen. is gonna happen, mm-hmm. right? And so, but anyway, so much so, so that they were prepared with coffee. Thank and Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And so, and so, it's a beautiful kind of like uh, sign of solidarity. And so, our weekend. So every every autonomous space has a weekend. Okay. Throughout the month of August, and so if if people just want to look up on Facebook Eastside Cafe. Okay. For that, right? But so our weekend is this weekend coming up. 18th, 19th, and 20th. So what we want to do, we want to show solidarity as resistance. And so we're giving uh, the collectives, as opposed to like ovarian cycles taking over like the whole weekend, mm-hmm. we're giving the we're we're um, we're giving certain dates to the collectives that organize from out of here. So it's gonna move around. No, it's going to be still there in Eastside uh-huh. Cafe. Yeah. But the difference is that, like, for example, the 18th is given to Undeportables, which is a collective yeah. that, that uh, programs from out of here. Yeah. And, uh, and what they're going to be doing is uh, they're going to be showing... Uh, what is it? They're going to be showing the spook who sat by the door. Oh, yes, yes, it's yes, yes. It's a screening, yes. right? And then on the that Saturday, uh, we're giving it to join, uh, I'm sorry, to serve the people Los Angeles, SCPLA. And what they're going to be doing is they're going to be connecting the anti-displacement struggles of, indige- of indigenous people of Mexico, especially the Zapatistas and the anti-gentrification struggle in Boa Heights. Yeah. And they'll be showing some brief videos of the Zapatistas and the Zapatista-supported movements to, resi- to resist displacement, as well as facilitating conversation on autonomy, the state, and national liberation. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. And then finally, that Sunday, the 20th, is going to be our collective, the OVAs. And we're, what we're going to be doing is we're calling for all of the spaces that were recognized, like all the autonomous spaces that were recognized, to do a panel discussion. Oh, wow. To discuss uh, their analysis. Uh, and the work that they do and uh, and to give us some strategies. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, meanwhile, you know, there's going to be uh, coffee, brewed, 
that that zapatista yeah, and they can coffee, buy coffee there too they right can buy the bags support, yeah uh-huh and all the money is going to be going to the to um undocumented projects awesome. all throughout los angeles uh-huh specifically for us is going to be going uh it's going to be going to um iyc which is immigrant youth coalition yeah yeah so. that, that is a dude tell people i want i want people again to understand the importance of the group that uh, of just organizing in their community because you've had like you have like this vast experience now at this sure. point where you've seen a few different things yeah can you just give people if someone's at home right now listening to this and they're like man i'm law i don't know where to where do i start like what is some something that can give somebody hope tomorrow that they can just start they i mean really like what what people need to know is you don't need a fucking degree for this yeah shit. yeah yeah absolutely you just need the heart yeah. and the patience to do it yeah that's it and like start with the homies that you know on whatever like if it's like y'all love cumbia yeah. fucking organize around that shit you know yeah. what i'm saying like if y'all love hip hop yeah. organize around political hip hop yeah. you know it doesn't even matter like we like we use the bicycle simply because it was like a automatic right type of like you know connecting like a, a automatic transportation because yeah. we're fucking poor yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying like whatever it is if you're DJing fucking be a DJ collective that specifically speaks to this shit yeah. otherwise why the fuck are you doing it yeah. you know what I'm saying it's like nah like you like again like we just do not have the luxury to just be muralist you know what I'm saying? Be muralist against displacement. Call it mad. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. That's a fucking, you know, there you go. take it. She just it. gave you Copyright. one. Gave Done. it. You know what I'm saying? Done. I gift it to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, whatever you love to do, you can always organize around that shit. Yeah. You got to use it. You got to use it because that's all we have right now. Because the most important factor is not the paperwork, the space, the, the, yeah. the signs. And the most important thing is community. Is exactly. connecting with other human beings exactly. and continuing to On do the real fucking issues. Yeah. On the real issues. Right, right. Right. Fuck the pay, fuck the glamour, quote unquote, whatever right, that right. you the think status. that you're getting, the status, fuck right. the social capital. Yes, absolutely. Do it, do it for the people and do it now. Right. right. Thank you so much for being yeah, on the show. Sure. I ho Thank hopefully you. you'll come back in again and check in with us and for let us sure. know how everything's going. If there's anything you ever need us to post or put up at the site, please Just share. Play my, play my music. I, 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 will. <laughs> I will. We will. We will. And I'll tell you this, like, yo, um, for people listening on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in again. Make sure you guys go over to the site. There you go. Dope. Thank Join you. Join the movement, yo. Man, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank yes. you. You may now flush the toilet. Imagine the collapse of the system. Imagine your spirit free risen, alive with no pain, no slaves, no sickness. Liberated from your mind, self-imposed prison. Imagine transcending the matrix and finding true wisdom. Imagine the visions. The drums, the rattles, the rhythms, the battle, the conviction. Whole nations united, the tribes with they fist up, ready to unleash the warrior that seeps within them. Can you imagine it? The drums, the rattles, the rhythms, the battle. Imagine the collapse of the system. Imagine the wind, the rain, the thunder, the ocean, the waves, whole cities run under, the fire, the flames, the earth mother's hunger. Imagine the chaos that leaves us straight humble. Imagine the struggle. No running water, no valley when you're dollar, no modern comforts. Who will survive? Who will suffer? Once hunted, we become the hunters. Training in the hills, from the projects to the res, to the jungles. Be still for a minute now and listen to the spirit of indigenous resistance. Kill quickly, accurately, efficiently.
it will become a reflex action. We'll learn how to enter a combat zone and evaporate into shadow. We'll learn how to survive. Or you will not. The drums, the rattles, the rhythms of battle. Imagine the collapse of the system. If you seditious, put your fist up, put your fist up, put your mother-loving fist up. In the spirit of indigenous resistance. The drums, the rattles, the rhythms of battle. The drums, the rattles, the rhythms of battle. Imagine the collapse of the system. Brought to you by PlatformCollection.com.